First of all, I want to congratulate you on everything that has brought you to this day, as well as the people who have brought you here, your families, mentors, teachers, coaches, and supporters. It really is an honor to be here to celebrate this moment with you. Ironically, it's a day I did not participate in myself. I didn't go to my own graduation. I've gone to a lot of others since then. I simply didn't really care for the pomp and circumstance, and I never really liked a lot of attention. At this point, you may be wondering about my career choice, which is an entirely different conversation. But what I didn't appreciate in my younger years is something I really appreciate now. It's the importance of ritual. It's an old-sounding kind of word, usually conjuring images of royalty or medieval or primal images in our mind. But I assure you, we are ritualistic people because they help us to accept the changes that are necessary in order for us to grow. I want to say that again. This moment, like so many other ritualistic moments, is important because it helps us to accept the changes that are occurring in our lives so that we may grow. We need moments when we break the routines and recognize that we are different, as do the people around us. We need moments to celebrate, lest we forget how far we've come, because we have. There's a tendency today to think that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, but we are better off now because we are more aware of each other than we were, say, 20 or 30 or even 10 years ago. Me Too movements, Black Lives Matter, and a host of others tell us that as a society, we understand the dignity of each other more than we once did. And that awareness often leaves us unsatisfied with old ideas that we once accepted as truth. And so we celebrate, not so much what we have accomplished, as if to think that the work is done, but how we have changed and what we have learned together. Because one of the most important elements of ritual is that they are rarely experienced in isolation. Yes, there are simple rituals like those that make up the routines of our day, but the rituals that recognize the changes in our lives are always communal, because change is always communal. The people around us are the ones that hold us accountable for what we say we believe in. They help us to remember who we were then, who we are now, and how we got there. Thus, this moment of graduation is not just for you, it's for everyone here. But change is also communal because those who are other prick our consciousness. They shake us out of our comfort zone. And for all of you, for all that you will learn in the years to come, the experience of the other will offer you the greatest experiences in your life. This is one of the great lessons of Jesus that rarely gets noticed. When we meet the other, we meet God. God is in the poor, the vulnerable, the stranger. These are the people that save us from ourselves because implicit in our encounter with them is a particular kind of humility. At the very beginning of each year of the university where I work now, as well as ones I've worked in in the past, I tell, this is what I tell our incoming students, that you will learn more from experiencing the people around you, especially the ones who are radically different than yourselves, than you will in any classroom, if you give yourself the opportunity. In fact, when students ask me, how do you know what you're supposed to do with your life? Which may be a question you're asking yourself right now. 
I tell them if you make the goal to have one meaningful conversation each day, you will figure it out. One meaningful conversation, not on social media, not about what you've done or what you're going to do, but about what you're thinking about, about what keeps you up at night, what you long for, what you see and hear. In his foundational text, The Idea of a University, Cardinal Henry Newman wrote that real learning does not take place in the classroom. Sorry to say. It happens in the in-between spaces of our classrooms. The green spaces, the stairwells, the common centers and the cafes. Because it's in those spaces that you will process and integrate what you are receiving in class into your experience. It's in these in-between spaces where we have conversations with others and help us to integrate the knowledge with our lived realities. This is why universities invest in their campuses. It's not simply to make you feel better as you walk from class to class, but hopefully offers you a space to stop and ponder about how you're changing as a result of what you're learning. But I will admit that more and more in our, this, this really important dynamic of education is being lost. In our highly functional, hyperproductive, utilitarian world, we often see education as a means to economic growth. And while this is true, we certainly hope so, and your parents certainly hope so, my hope is that you will forever see economic benefit in anything as a byproduct rather than a target. Because believe it or not, the world is not nearly as interested in what you do so much as we are interested in what you are learning and how you are learning it. This is especially true at this point in your lives. We want to know how you see the problems of our day. Where do you find injustice? Where do you find hope? What can you imagine? Because your potential is much more important than what you can prove. I want to say that again. Your potential right now is much more important than what you can prove. One day, it will be the other, way, the other way around, but it's not yet. Which brings me to what happens after this particular ritual has run its course. The transition from one life to another. It's said that in your life, your generation, will have between 12 and 15 different jobs. That means that if you're actively employed for roughly 50 years between the conclusion of higher education and retirement, then you will have changed jobs every four to five years. I assure you, transition will be a great theme in your life, not simply because of the changes you will inflict upon yourself, but also because of those caused by social and environmental events. It certainly has been true in my own life. Ken mentioned just a moment ago that I changed my major four times, attended three universities, and still managed to graduate in three and a half years. It can be done, I assure you. And just in case you're wondering, 90% of all freshmen end up changing their majors at least once while at university. Thus the question, how do we navigate such change? I believe the secret is in how we honor the moment you're in right now, the moment of transition. Most people I've known jump from one thing to the next. They end one job on Friday and begin the next on Monday. It's a mistake. 
One of the habits I learned a long time ago was at the end of every semester, I would write down what I've learned and how. I would go through my emails and my homilies and my journals and the poetry I wrote and begin to write a story about the decisions I made and why. At the end of every assignment, I would do this to a greater degree. And this act of reflection has allowed me to think about the person I'm becoming and learn from my mistakes as well as articulate my hopes. Some of my assignments have caused me to write over 200 pages of text, most of them around 50. My simple encouragement to you is that you take some time this summer, sooner rather than later, while you're still on this side of the transition, to reflect on everything that has transpired over the last four years. And I say this to all of you gathered here, parents, teachers, and loved ones as well. This is a moment. Please give it its due. Of course, it presumes that you're taking some time to reflect along the way to consider what you're learning. It's very hard to think about the past few years without anything to jog the memory. Years ago, I began to read and write. I think I was around 22 or 23 years of age when this occurred. So if you don't do much of that now, there's still time. Leave it open as a possibility. Because at that time in my life, I was in the middle of a major transition, one of those reinvent your life kind of transitions. A friend of mine recommended a book. And I started to read, and then I started to learn. And my belief has always been that reading will eventually lead to writing. Because eventually, we start to recognize that we are all storytellers, that we have a story to tell. And I think it's one of the unique qualities of humanity along in the created world, that we are storytellers. We have the capacity to imagine the world and ourselves as they could be long before it actually is. The more accurate we are moving forward depends greatly on how well we look backwards. So much of what we do in life begins with what someone else has done with theirs. We're inspired by each other. Allow yourself to be inspired. When teaching students how to write, I would often allow them to begin with the paragraph of someone else's work, to write the words of another until they find their own. It's a kind of pre-writing exercise because we all need that inspiration in order to make a meaningful contribution. It's the same with our own prayer life. How often do we turn to the prayers that we have been taught, especially in the most difficult times, until we find the ability to express our thoughts in our own words? People think that maybe there's very few original thoughts anymore. I'm not really sure I believe this, but I do believe that we think better together rather than isolation. What makes humanity the dominant species on Earth is our ability for cooperation. We are not the strongest, nor do we have any great claws or teeth. We are not the fastest or the largest, but we have the ability to think and act in networks across great distances and throughout time. And my simple hope on this day is that you remember that you are the beneficiaries of such an inheritance, the collective wisdom of those who have left their legacy to you. And you will honor them by taking what they have given you transforming it and passing it to others. This becomes the work of the next phase of your life, learning how to transform and pass what you have learned to others. God willing, it will take the rest of your life to master, but it begins with today. May you celebrate this ritual well 
and then honor this moment of transition. Your story is worth capturing, and I look forward to the day when you share it with those around you, those who know you well, and the strangers you have yet to meet. Congratulations, class of 2019. May you live courageously for the sake of those you were called to serve.